1: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talksport Fan Network. Talksport, powered by fans.
2: It's a wild, wild a goal,
1: Slossy beyond von and the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, yes. Rotherham United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of
2: the box, a dolphin. He can hit them,
1: and he does. The no! no!
3: Their championship status for next season. Do me a favour, drop me Hello everybody, welcome back. This is New York Talk, the Rotherham podcast. We have news to talk about, Rotherham news as well as a preview. Um, we'll talk about all the director of football non-signings, preview the Middlesbrough game over the next hour or so see what we can cover. Uh, Mick's back with us. How are you doing, Mick? All good, mate. Thank you. Very, very good. Thank you very much. Danny's back. How are you doing, Danny? I'm not too bad, thank you. Top man. And Tom's back. How are you doing, Tom?
0: Yeah, good. I'm good.
3: Perfect. Um, thank you all for being with us. We've got loads in the comments. Dave Carroll, uh, Martin Holland, Charles Stone, Kelly, Bob's. Loads of people with us. I miss some of you out there. Thank you for being with us. Um, yeah, we're going to come into the 21st century. Um, we have a director of football. Um, Rob Scott gets essentially a promotion from head of recruitment, we'll start there because why not, because it's big news I suppose um, Nick the modern clubs nowadays have directors of football, this is generally how modern football clubs are run they have a guy who is essentially an intermediary between the, the chairman or the board and the football inside of things as well um, realistically we'll be crying out for this kind of role to be in place for quite some time now um, and it's
1: finally here.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and he's probably the best man for the job, given his experience of the club, um, his experience in recruitment, his context that he's got within the game, you know, and, and, his, and his passion for the club. He's been here, as he said in his interview, since 1990, blah, blah. you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really pleased. I'm really pleased it's been done, and it's a sign to me that the club are still looking to move forward despite what's going on off the pitch uh, on the pitch sorry uh, so yeah it's, it's all positive as far as i'm concerned and um, and the yeah. right man for the job as well
3: yeah because yeah, this is a this is a something down that's not it's in place no matter what happens this season this is, this is this 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 appointment hasn't been done to keep it up this season this is something that's been done to hopefully make next season a bit better to make the season after a bit better to get a long term structure in place so we're not getting in you know we're not getting Alan Stubbs in and then getting Warnock in there's it's to have a, this idea of um cons- uh, continuity continuity there we go that's the idea behind it Dan. You, you can't you can't really argue with it for me
4: no i don't i don't think you can either i mean at many a fan forum in the past we've been crying out for a director of football <clears throat> just to be that bridge between the two um And even now we've actually got one, people are still moaning about it because we've not gone and got someone else's director of football and piffled them. Um, But I actually agree with what Tony Stewart said about it. It seemed like the natural progression to promote Rob Scott from within, Uh, because by the sounds of it, he'd been doing a lot more than just being the head of recruitment Mm. uh, towards the end of his sort of tenure in that job. He was sort of doing here, there and everywhere um whereas now he's the proper bridge between the boards and the manager um and he is now the person that says to the manager what do you want this that and other right this is what he wants this is the recruitment structure to get it and it like you said it feels very 21st century of us to be now doing that um and i'm very happy that it is Rob Scott because like you said, Nick, he seems to be someone who gets the football club. Um, I think he said 98 off the top of my head. I think is what he said. He's been here since off and on. Um, And yeah, and I agree with what he said. It doesn't feel like it's like all panic stations, director of football keepers in the championship. No, I think this is uh, a case of taking the club forward as much as possible in a short space of time um and i hope that we see the progression quickly like don't get me wrong we've not really seen it in january so far which is a little bit of a sticking point but for future transfer windows for future managers depending on however longly richardson's here we should start seeing the progression and being more organized between the, the top brass and the playing Set
3: aside of everything as well. Hmm. Um, Scott Gunn says it won't make a difference. Robbie's doing the same job he's been doing for months now. It, yeah, similar similar, job, similar role, but it's about putting that structure in place, Tom. So you know if Rob Scott has to leave in a year's time, we get somebody else in to do that role so we still have that continuity. It's a really boring sort of corporate thing that's happened. It's football, so we're meant to be excited about things that happen at a football club, but this is a kind of a boring thing which should really help them long.
1: Guess,
0: well, help them. No. Yeah, no, it, it will help long term. And but I, I agree with that quite he has been doing this since mm-hmm. Warren left really. I think it's it's not been structured since Warren left. And it just goes to show how much that guy did behind the scenes, not mm-hmm. just on the football, you know, on the football pitch but off the football pitch. He put in his own philosophy and and his own and it, everything worked by him. He was the as Scott said in his interview, the spearhead of the operation, he was the kind of cult figure, and when he left, it threw everything off, and, and Taylor mm. tried to pick up the pieces and couldn't. So I think I think appointing Scott as head of recruitment is is um, head of uh, director of football is good, but can he? I don't. Can he do two jobs? Is it still worth him being head of recruitment? I mean, obviously, head in recruitment and director of football are going to work extremely close anyway, but is it not worth, if you don't want to hire from outside, is it not worth, you know, you've got, I don't know how many scouts we have about Europe and and England, Mm. but is it worth maybe promoting one of them to head of recruitment, bringing in another scout and having just a bit more, just having Rob Scott a bit more focused on the director of football role and having someone a bit more focused on the head of recruitment role? I don't, you know, I I didn't, i I, am never, ever a, a, you know pessimist but when i was watching the interview it didn't fill me with any kind of I, I, nothing really it was just a bit more of a eh. it was it was some it was a it was a name change of something that we know we'd known has been going on for the whole season obviously mm. it's good to get it in place now but it it just it, it's now instead of scott doing um head of recruitment and then a little bit of director of football role without actually being director of football. It just sounds like he's now the director of football whilst also being head of recruit. It just doesn't, I don't, he might prove me completely wrong. And I hope he does, but one man cannot do two jobs and especially two jobs of that importance. You know, it's, 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 it's a tough ass for him. Um, so I, th- I think maybe not leave recruitment behind for him, but definitely take a step back and oversee the important parts rather than being head of recruitment as well, I, I I feel like we just need a bit more help on that front now. But mm. absolutely, I, don't, I couldn't think of anyone better to be director of football. I think that appointment is fantastic in itself. Mm.
3: Yeah, you make a good point on recruitment. That was it wasn't much mentioned. But they may, it's one of those things that you may have half half promoted somebody to be sort of take his role a little bit. But if it's somebody we yeah. don't know, they're not necessarily going to.
0: If it's it, yeah, if that's the case, and somebody is essentially now head of recruitment that we have no idea about that's fine but until that gets announced you can't really assume that so going off what they've said it's not really I mean obviously they want a a lot more of a of a of a change behind the scenes which is perfect we're in a much better position now than we have been for ages but Mm. and off relatively off the pitch um but yeah whether it changes stuff on it who knows uh just wait and see
3: yeah, it will be certainly not mean something. Troops, I hope it's not more cropped players, lads. He thinks it's a cheap option.
2: Yeah, I suppose, but <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> a very negative yeah. way of looking at it, isn't it? It's a really negative way of looking at it. And I get why people why people want to, you know, not want to, why people feel that way, uh, given what's happening on the pitch. But, you know, if, if you've got a, a head coach slash manager whose role is to... Coach the players, pick the team, work on the matchday squad, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But he's also booking hotels and he's looking at pitch and he's looking yeah. at this and he's looking at that and he's 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 he's, he's checking what under sixteens are doing and you know all these things that are not related directly at all to the matchday squad. If you're taking all those roles off the manager/slash head coach, how can that not be a good thing? I don't get my head around it. How can it not impact positively on the on the match day experience for for uh, not match day experience, but you know the the match day performance? It can only be a positive. Rob Scott, as 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 head of recruitment, given the title was head of recruitment, that suggests, and we know that there are people also working in the recruitment department. Otherwise, he yeah. won't be head of recruitment. It'd just be a recruiter. Yeah. You know? So. So, all he's doing is taking off Liam Richardson, all those roles that are superfluous, that are, that are unnecessary, and don't impact on the match day squad. Those roles that Paul Warner had to perform, those roles that Matt Taylor took it upon himself to perform to try and change the culture of the club and everything else that he wanted to do, all these plans that he had, took him away from that match day. Uh, is match their involvement if you like or the you know the build up and the coaching and everything else lynn richardson his his head coach his job is to coach that first team pick that first team and and decide on tactics and work on tactics and everything else not to fanny about booking a hotel in wherever you know it takes up his time so i, I don't see why it's a negative the fact that you've got somebody within your organisation already who's more than capable of performing that role to a high level, why is that a cheap option? And if it is a cheap option, why is it negative? Why would you then say, well, we've got somebody who's been doing it for however long, but I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll leave him in as a recruitment. We'll go and spend some more money on somebody else who's got nothing to do with I'm actually, you know, with, with, with the first team. It doesn't make any sense to me it's this this appointment for me seems a very very good appointment in terms of rob scott and what what sits behind it the work he's taking on the workload he's taking on can only also positively impact the first team i don't see how i i don't see a negative in it personally but you know
0: can i can i ask a question that you can completely you know blase over but so if you consider our recruitment before warn left and you look at the likes of who Scott brought in you look at Benny Barlasa crooks um Johansen um just players who have, have come done well and left and mm. then you think about after he left and when you mm. assume Scott's taken more of that kind of director of football role and you think has the recruitment been that good have we brought in anyone who's been of that quality I mean even Rathbone you put in that in that field and uh, adopting him. I mean he's not had long I I know that to bring in these players but the players that we have brought in since what they haven't been of the same caliber and I don't know again this could just be me being a bit um devil's advocate but it just seems a bit more like since Scott's taken a, a role that's not recruitment, he's not had time to focus on it as much and therefore he's leaving it to other people who maybe aren't as qualified. I, I say as qualified, but, you know, it, it just doesn't seem like our recruitment is is as it was. I mean, I when, you know, I, I used to think we, I, I thought we had the best recruitment in League One, even going into Championship, I thought we had an amazing recruitment system. And now it just seems a bit meh. Um, I don't know. It
2: depends on on the players that you're talking about, doesn't it? You know, Rob Scott has yeah. brought in the players, the players or type of players that Matt Taylor asked him to bring in, and then yeah. Matt Taylor failed to get a tune out of them. Yeah,
0: um, you
2: oh, know yeah. That, that, That's my take on that. Yeah. Nice. No, um,
3: so yeah, we don't know. A lot of this we don't we don't know is the answer <laughs>
2: um,
3: because then that's that's kind of the role of director of football. It's a lot of behind the scenes stuff you don't actually see. Mm. Um, uh, Harry says, "Very nice to hear from Tony Stewart. Thought he spoke well and was very open about about the board and the structure. It was it was a good interview. Uh, yeah, and that's another positive, Danny. That I, we tweeted from uh, from the account earlier that a lot, a lot of clubs we were just saying right, with there's a structural change. Uh, two paragraphs off you go. It was good that the, the first time we spoke we heard from Tony Stewart since that Leeds interview, uh, interview pre the Leeds game, um, and we spoke to, we heard Rob Scott sort of post that a little bit as well." Uh, there were good interviews, there were solid interviews and I don't know, I just, I, I just like, if you're going to do things like that, I think that's a, I think the club's done a, a good thing by putting these guys in front of the camera and just sort of explaining the situation kind of thing.
4: Yeah, I think it's the club being as open as they can be with things like this, because I think if you're too open with, you know, this is the board structure, this is where the money comes from, etc, etc, sort of takes away the mystery of the football in a weird way. Yeah. Um, but also at the same time, having the chairman in front of the camera and the new director of football in front of the camera. um, Like you say, it could could have very easily done a behind the scenes interview, put it out as an article and gone. That's what's happened. There you go. But you've took the time to really sort of um, settle the boat with the whole thing. Really. Mm. Uh, I agree. I thought Tony Stewart spoke really well and he gave a bit more insight into everything. Um, and i not appreciated sort of the wrong word but i liked how you could hear the emotion in his voice when he talks about how disappointing it was that they had to change Mm -hmm. managers um because at least at board level they really believed in matt taylor and i think a lot of fans did as well however it didn't work out and it i think it was well at least what they were trying to hint at was that it was matt taylor's um ethos which sort of brought in the the official director of football thing um because like rob scott said he wanted to bring it back to how Rotherham united should feel mm. you know which is which is what i like to hear i've seen a lot of a few people mention about oh they're just um saying what the fans want to hear well maybe that's because that's the direction they're trying to turn it in now they want to turn it in the direction that fans want to see um so yeah um from a journalism point of view it's come across really well from the pair of them uh and i'm glad they've put it out as the full 40 minutes um sort of insight documentary almost um rather than having the individual clips go out because it really sort of like settles you down and sets the tone for what we want to get, do going forward but the one thing i have to say is sign some players damn it we need that bit now as soon as we sign some players and we like it, we've signed that's it everyone's settled we're fine away we go again um But I also like how they didn't shy away from the fact that they understand this season's not going the best, Um, but they haven't given up hope yet. Something mm. could still happen, but at the same time, they said, regardless of what happens, we're going to support Liam Richardson, which is like, yeah, fair. Yeah. But I think that's the, that's the whole vibe of the, the interview, really. It's just, yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the mm-hmm. best outcome, given the situation is mm-hmm. it, it, the wider topic anyway.
3: Mm. Uh, Phil asks, it also begs the question, is the coach's site, does the director of football go also? No, je- no, so the idea behind the director of football is if we do have a change of manager, that the director of football is in charge of the the pathway for the club, so it can get a manager that fits into the pathway that we're trying to go down. That's the idea behind it. Obviously, if it keeps failing, then obviously that's a different question about if he's doing a job properly, but that's that's the idea behind it, basically um so i know where we are as a club and our ranking but tony Stewart said he invested an extra two million quid it did hit home how far off we are financially in the division yeah it did because two million quid don't feel like anything does it in championship nowadays um uh, tom i'm gonna to ask you a different question what are your hopes bearing in mind this change now what do you hope this brings to the club do you think you're just wanting more of the same more positive and more step in the direction do you want more you want, i think you want to just see better facilities do you know, training grounds a bit of a, a not oh, a dump. What what's what's important? Uh, what, do you, what do you hope this
0: will bring? In? A st- stability. I think that's one thing that I, I we I keep mentioning. It. I think that's one thing that Warren had that no Matt Taylor never really got. I think we said it for a while. Taylor tried to run before he could walk, and and, mm. I, and I just think that just lost all kind of stability around the ground. He'd bring in players on one one year contracts, loans, and and it never really felt. We never felt secure. I don't. Mm nothing ever felt secure, but my God, the training pitches. I If we don't sign a player this January transfer window, but he uses that money to improve the uh, the training facility to make them a league, top League One standard facility, then so be it, because I think that's so much more important because not only do you have facilities where players aren't going to, you know, get um, injured on the grass and whatnot, but they have proper rehab facilities, they have proper um, muscle relax, you know, j- the mm-hmm. ice bath all that crap like seems to work i don't know mm. it just and players are going to be more willing to come i mean when you when they do the the videos of the players coming out of little containers and with their boots and it's it just doesn't seem like i don't know it just doesn't seem like a, a football it just seems like they've gone it's a it's a temporary training facility and I, mm. god knows when and if they'll ever change it hopefully they will change it but god knows when and Sometimes you got to think that two million that um, Stuart's invested is obviously great. He's invested a, that's a hell of a lot of money for someone who, uh, I don't know how much his net worth is, but surely he's going to be a, a, a chunk of his net worth. And to put that into the club is, is great. But sometimes I think we can't exactly... We don't exactly invest it in the right way. I mean the, the new stadium's fantastic. We've invest, we put a million in for numb, we put however, what six hundred k sure for something for T I and and that money's gone relatively well, you know. Um but at the end of the day, if we if we don't sign any players but they come out and say, look, by twenty twenty by the end of twenty twenty-four, we'll have a fantastic um training facility this is the these are the plans for it this is what it's going to look like all that 3d imaging all that then i think a lot of fans will turn around and say i'm a disappointed but okay i think a lot of fans will be really annoyed on twitter but then soon come to realize that <laughs> you know long term it'll work but yeah i don't know it's it's one of those things where that's what the director of footballs are saying and i, I think from now on, it's just been down to Stewart, and Stewart's had one thing, one thing in his head saying this, another thing saying that, and he's just thought performance, performance, performance. Let's not give a crap about the training facilities; it's not going to matter in the long run. Uh, but it ultimately does. I mean, you look at—I mean, I—I <laughs> d- I don't know why I did, but I looked at one of Taylor's interviews for Bristol Rovers, and you look at their facilities, and they are—they're gorgeous. Yeah. they were a league two side two seasons ago and they're they're great facilities and I think that's a huge selling point for a lot of players I think it's a huge selling point for sponsors for every every commercial aspect you could think of is a reason why you'd want to go there I mean you'd get spot yeah everything about it just screams put a million into putting a new training facility. not even a million I don't I don't know how how much it will cost but Mm. up to a million for a new training facility and and you you triple that in in two years uh you know, mm. it's, it seems like it just seems like it was all there at one point. Obviously, nobody knows the logistics of what went down, but it seemed like at one point that was the idea and it never came to fruition. So, who knows? Yeah, Can we've I, got just, um, I just to... jump
4: in with something here. Mm. Um, in Tony Stewart's like bits of the interview, he talked about um, the, like everything's determined on success, right? Mm. Now, as a whole if you look at tony stewart's uh tenure as chairman we have had success on the football pitch there's no Mm -hmm. two ways about that so do you think now it's time to look at success from the different angle of it not being on the football pitch it being like better training facility um and then the whole restructuring of the more corporate side of football if you like do you think that's a new aspect that they're looking at now or do you think it's still success on the football
3: pitch and then do everything else later? I think that's why direct football is a good thing, because Tony Stewart's come from a background where success is success. Success is profit or building your company or whatever it is, it's, it's black and white. And football's not always black and white in terms of success. Sometimes you need to take a step back or two steps back to do your training ground up, for example, to be able to take four steps forward and then move yourself onto a more attractive club. So hopefully, with Rob Scott being in football for his life, and he mentioned he's obviously had some experience in corporate, that he can link those two together and understand and convince Stuart, convince the board that maybe that is something we need to do because the stadium is beautiful. You know, you look at it and it's that's a beautiful thing, but then you look behind the curtain and it's just falling to pieces. Um, so I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it is time to look at success differently or or longer term. It may, maybe it's a better way of looking at it. Um, because I think we need to we need to improve in certain areas, a lot of areas probably that we don't
2: even know about. Um, Mick, yeah, there, 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 a football club is very different to a normal business, as you've already pointed out, because there are two parts to it: there's the football side and the business side of it. And the business side of it appears to be being run reasonably well. You know, the, the, mm. the, the function rooms are full. The, they're clearly making some money out of the, the facilities that they've got. The football side of it is a different matter. And there's been nobody in charge of the football side at all, you know, other than the manager, um, who's, who's uh, it, it, the, 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 the things I said that manager was, the manager was doing were in the interview. You know, Tony Stewart mentioned it and Rob Scott mentioned some of the roles that the managers managers have been taking on previously. Um, So so there are two sides to it and success off the pitch. I think as a, as a, as a business rather than is, is a a reasonably successful business in, in that sense, on the pitch from a footballing sense, we are up and down, literally up and down. Um, So how much money Rotherham United United, the business is going to make from the footballing side is is very much a finite amount, isn't it? You know, we've got an eleven thousand, a thousand seat stadium, which we can just about fill, uh, but but not much. And we and 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 you know, we, we're still in that situation where the reality is we've probably got six or seven thousand supporters who will turn up week in week out, and and the the remainder are. You know the you, you, you sort of modern day football supporters who sing when they're winning kind of scenario so when we do, when we're on a good run the ground's full when it's not people get fed up and, and walk away he's never going to make any money out of that so what do you call success you know mm. in order in order for the club to have success on the pitch they've got to we've got to spend money it would appear because that's what everybody else does but everybody else is spending money that they don't have and why not. And, and for some reason that has turned around into being a bad thing. And I, I don't get, I don't, I don't understand that. Um, but it, it's two separate entities ultimately. Mm. It's, it's a way you're measuring the success. Um, and, and as a football supporter, clearly you're going to measure measure it by yeah. what's happening on the pitch, where you sit in the league, which league you're in, mm. um, but to achieve, consistency. And particularly in this division, um, there's a financial aspect to it. And we ain't going to get that finance. We ain't going to get it. I don't know why people keep thinking that, you know, all of a sudden this magic fairy is going to come out of nowhere and dump hundred million pounds into Rugby United's transfer kit or whatever, you know, I mean, that's an exaggeration, but you know what I mean? It's just not going to happen. Um, and we're not going to get it through people coming through the gates. But again, it's not going to happen. We could totally all that, can we? Mm. Could, yeah. mm. We could, yeah. We could. The bottom line with it is, I, I, I think, particularly with Tony Stewart, the interview with Tony Stewart today, I was, I, was, I, I was quite impressed with it. You know, he's clearly got a passion for the club. He's clearly yeah. got a passion mm. to, yeah. to, 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 to do the right thing, you know. Take that to one side. Take the club out of it. He's a passionate businessman who wants to succeed. You know, he's not going to want to walk away from this as a failure. And a failure is where we are at the moment: bottom of the league, eight points adrift. That that smells of failure. So you know, he's he's as passionate as, as the rest of us to make this right. Um, and but you know, how passionate are we? are we are we willing to give up our life savings? To, to help this club survive, to help this club not not survive, to, to make this club a success. Because essentially that's what people are asking him to do. You know, he's worked all his life, he's made his money, and now what everybody's saying is, put it into a football club to please me. Hmm. And that's not right. And we see what happens, and, and the RUSC put the thread out today about other football clubs within the Championship who, yeah. who outspend, 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 outspend. And, you know, we talked about training ground I hear Reading have got a £6 million training Mm. ground. Brilliant. That'll be all right when they put a supermarket on it, won't it? (laughs) (laughs) But it's right though, isn't it? You know, it's all well and good saying we want some players. I want some players. Yeah, we all want some players. Who's going to pay for it? Who's going to make them come? (laughs) It's just not that simple. But Mm. but we have to say, and then we have to have something to criticise. It's It's bizarre. It's bizarre. But yeah, anyway.
0: completely. No, completely. Whatever position we are in in the next two, three years, as long as we're not in a position of Reading or Wigan, we're we're doing well. Yeah,
3: yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and the bottom I, line I, I, is with,
2: sorry, sorry, Danny. Sorry, no, nah, line is we knew this was coming with Reading. We knew, we talked about this. You on call
3: this a pandemic?
2: Two or three years ago, yeah, absolutely. You know, and there are other clubs. It's happened to Wednesdays. It, it's happened to Reading, and it's going to happen to others because they're spending more money on wages alone, wages alone than they're getting in. So that, that Preston one where I, I opened it by the way. Exactly. Mm. So if, if you're, if you're getting, for the sake of argument, for round numbers, you're getting 10 million pounds in a year in revenue and you're paying 15 million pounds or, or, or like reading, you're getting 10 million in a year and paying out nearly 30 million in wages. Where's all money going to come from for Upkeep at Stadium and all the other business costs? It it, it doesn't make any sense. And Reading are getting their comeuppance as a club, supporters, I feel for them and everything else, but we called it. And and like you said, uh, Preston are another one in that that boat. Birmingham were another one in that boat. Sheffield Wednesday were another one in that boat. But what we're doing here as supporters, not all of us, but a lot of supporters are asking I want my football club, and I want you to spend like those other clubs have spent to get the type of players that they've got in, and sob the consequences. That's the bottom line when you cut to it, and, mm-hmm. and and it's just not right. And I can't get my head around how people can't see what the issue is. It's there, staring you in your in the face. At the bottom of League One at the moment, and other clubs have gone through exactly the same scenario. It's bizarre. Yeah, We will talk about yeah. transfers. We we're going
3: to talk about yeah, transfers. We'll we we
4: cover that as well. I'll, I'll just um, um, come in and answer my own question about Arjameza's success. Um, so Tony Stewart has been chairman for what? Just over 15 years? Fif- between 15 and 16 years? Well, yeah. yeah. Um, and from that time, we've gone from points deduction in League 2 um, to being relatively competitive in the championship in terms of like I say relatively competitive. Um but we've also won a cup. You know, we've we've won a cup. We've Mm. not won a league yet, unfortunately, but we've won a cup in the um in the Pizza Cup. But that's sort of how you determine success on a football pitch. Like you look at some clubs, their definition of success is only winning one cup every season. It's like you know, our success is one cup in the last 10 years and I was very happy about it because I'm one of the few who have seen Rotherham win a cup. A few people are one of the very few to have seen Rotherham win two cups in their lifetime. Um, So, in relative terms, on the football pitch, we have been fairly successful for a club of our size. So, for me, if... We do need like not a season of mediocrity because Rotherham never do all that, but if we need a, just a steady season of football to focus on behind the scenes, because at the minute it's sort of like this, uh, like there's quite a big gulf between football side of it and back scene, back uh, the behind the curtain, if you like, you see what Matt's saying. But if we pull that up higher, what what, what can we achieve with that? Mm. Um, so if that does happen, whether it's in the Championship, whether it's in League One. Um, and we just sort of pull everything to be running smoothly together, I'd be happy with that because as a whole, we have been quite successful over the last 10, 15 years.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we have. Chelsea says we've been in championships seven night the last 10 years. That is that is success and it is a success, but again, we could go on all night, but that's also not success because you haven't been able to stabilise. So that also mm. means it's not actually successful because you haven't been able to do it. So again, we could go on literally all night about this. We're not going to couple more, couple more points though. Chris Page says... Anyone uh, anyone, about what the Guest and Crimes plan, so actually, did mention that there was movement on that in his yeah. interview. So there might finally be something happening with a building which we've all been wanting to have for 10 years or whatever it is. Uh, John Hensby says, on the Roundwood problem is, Roundwood is that we don't own it. We rent it to the structure. to buy it a few occasions said that they won't sell. And that obviously, means yeah, we're not gonna spend 10 million quid on a new training ground that we don't own. So that plays into it as well. Um, that could be
4: one reason why nothing ever happened with the land in Brinsworth. Like, probably bought the land cheap, and then as everything's inflated out of proportion, we yeah. just can't afford it to yeah. build, like, a new spec- uh, state-of-the-art facility.
3: Yeah. We, we all want that £100, 100 million pound facility Leicester have built, don't we? We have a five-star hotel on the site and everything like that, but, you know, it's happened. sadly. Transfers, Tom. <laughs> bit of positive, bit of negative. Uh, 18th of January... Uh, still no movement at all. Um rumours are quiet. I don't mind. I, I don't mind rumours being quiet. No, um but there is no movement. We we like we've mentioned a positive is we've only got one more game and then we've got a break, then so then we've got time for transfers. Um, but it's not it's a concern that we're still sitting here with one centre back, and that's the concern we're desperate for centre backs. Yeah, we haven't been able to bring anybody for one reason, although we don't know the reasons, but for one reason other, we haven't brought anybody in and it's it hurts. It's going to hurt the team tomorrow or Saturday. Sorry that we don't have these extra bodies
0: then. Yeah, no, definitely. I think Blackett's back in training. That was confirmed by Richardson, mm-hmm. and that was that's that's positive. That's good. Um, yeah, um, in his in his press conference today, he said he, he's still. I don't know the exact word, but maybe he was hopeful that he's going to get in one in before the Borough game. But you know, he, he never says much, does he? Um, oh. oh. We'll we'll see on that. I'm I'm not confident on that statement, but anything's a positive at this point. I think last time I was on, I said it was like 10th, maybe the 11th I was on, and I said, Well, let's not worry about it until it gets to like 10 days down. And it we're we're nearing that danger zone. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a bit of a worry, it's a little bit of a worry. Um, but I think I think what you say is is I think I, I agree with you, Matt. I think no rumors is good so i think any i think rumors are, 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 are just a, a load of rubbish and i think anything mm. really is 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 a bit rubbish but at the same time i think i think a rumor shows that there's interest and i just i think the lack of <laughs> Careful. Uh, oh, but, right,
4: Yeah. Then, uh, oh, normally it's me that's doing that i make a nice
0: change
2: yeah. <laughs> and then uh,
0: yeah I, I just think with the with the lack of rumors as well i just I don't know it again i agree it's good but it just makes you think that maybe we're not i don't know i don't know it's weird i mean the callum lang interest is again it's it's not a um it's it's not a it's not a viable rumor there's nothing to back it but it's it's a rumor that makes sense mm. and it's a rumor that would be good if it ever came down to it um yeah i i, I don't know no no rumor is a, is a good rumor um and I don't, I don't think we're going to have one for a while. Hopefully, we get someone in tomorrow. Hopefully, okay. it's a centre half. Hopefully, we have two centre halves fit for Saturday, and hopefully, come the next game, we have um, Humphreys and Blackett fit again. And then you've you've doubled your centre backs, yeah. You know, without doing much, and then you've you've added an, a, a good midfielder back as well in, in Hacks mm-hmm. moving back into midfield. So, yeah. Humphreys and or Blackett coming back is like two signings it's like bringing them back and also getting in a new midfielder so Mm. yeah I don't know it's 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 a weird scenario we find ourselves in but what I would say is that the 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 rumor of Callum Lang that I think is a a good indication of this sort of player that we want to bring in I I think he's I think he's a cracking player I think he's a very technical player I think Mm. he's a creative player and I think if if we get him or get the likes of him in i think it'll be a, a real positive boost i just i know you guys spoke a lot about the stoke game so i'm not gonna discuss it but i i don't see non bay and hugo working out uh there's no creativity there there's there's nothing and i don't see ollie starting games anymore or or, or bramwell for that matter um i think those are three key areas of the pitch especially with the formation that we play in three three areas that we really need to improve
1: Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
3: Mm. Yeah. Um, like we said, mate, we're, we're one, set, one fit centre-back. Tom's right a couple of weeks time, we could be sitting here we'll play Southampton next. Uh, easy game um cameron for could be on bench it could be on bench we could be sitting there with th- and that's that is great but having been been a football fan for 25 years i'm sure when they again come back somebody else will get injured that's just how football it, it may it may not be as long term but the, there's going to be niggles so we we need reinforcements in this in this squad at the minute if well how would you feel on it mate because there, there are still what 12 13 days left of the transfer window that's a long time; it's almost two weeks, obviously. So there's time, but uh, limerish is saying, "What a job done early, ideally." You know, I'm sure we're just talking in ideal world. I'm, I'm sure, yeah, I'm yeah. sure, it wasn't sort of saying we'll have a more summit first of January. Um, but we've got we've got, uh, two games after the following. Year, we had any reinforcements, and you know, depending on where we got in, that may have made a difference against Stoke. It may have made a difference against Middlesbrough.
2: It's a a concern at all? Um, no, not particularly. I don't. I don't think this has this has gone any way, any different to how we all expected. Um, you know, we, we we talked about it on the last podcast. We're bottom of the food chain in this division. We are going to have to wait to see who's available.
3: Well, oh, also um, in, sorry, but I also but didn't mention this: the Afcon and the Asia Cup will have also impacted other clubs letting ease out as well. Which yeah, is also something to mm. factor in.
2: Yeah, precisely. So there, there the, are the, the going to be less players available for the for the time being. So, mm-hmm. and, and January transfer windows tend to be very slow anyway. So, it, you know, yeah, it, it, it'd be great to have got all our business done really early and, and sit on it, but that's not going to happen for, for all the reasons that we've previously discussed. Um, we're going to have to take what's there, what's available to us. Hopefully, like I said last time on, on, on the last podcast, you know, hopefully Liam Richardson will have some contact somewhere, and, and there may well be, and, and obviously the Canon Lang rumour is is, a, is an indication that that's the case that you know he's, he's trying to tap up some of these his previous players who he knows and he knows will fit into to the way that he wants to play so we'll have to wait and see on the plus side 18 days in there's been no interest in victor yet which uh which is fantastic you. you know <clears throat> um, so we'll have to uh we'll have to keep that uh, keep that under our hat until the end of the transfer window. Um,
4: Which which also raises the question that we aren't looking to offload players to bring money in to go and buy some other players. We are quite happy just to sit and just go, well, as long as this core group don't leave and we can add, hopefully, here, there and everywhere, then we'll be all right. So that's actually quite a nice position to be in, where people aren't coming in and going, oh, we'll buy such and such with so-and-so because we need the money. So Mm -hmm. that also shows a slight stability, which is quite nice, even though no one's through the door yet even though some people have put a name or so in the comments as well which is an interesting one mm. um but yeah i'm sorry to jump in on that make but it is really good that victor's just mm. quiet mm. like there's no rumors from any of the um how do i word it nicely um the um the more out there rumor accounts shall we mm. say they think we're signing uh, well, uh, chris evans again
2: to be to be fair danny they they haven't even been created yet so um, you know the schools, last week at winter Schools have been back as well, so they'll have had some homework these last <laughs> couple of weeks, you know, to, to get in after Christmas break. So once once that calms down, I'm sure they'll be creating some new accounts and some new garbage coming out. Um anyway, yeah.
3: Let me ask you a hypothetical, Danny. I'm asking you, not Mick. Um no. if if this was it if this was the team if there was if there was a failure and there was no signings between now and the end of the window which is unlikely very unlikely but it is a possibility uh, how would you feel about that
4: um i wouldn't feel pleased that's for sure um because i do think we need to add in certain areas i think we need to add um up top potentially just just because there's no goal threat, I don't know whether that needs tweaking, you know, or we need to bring in just different options, or someone who's more of a a wide-based striker. Effectively, because we've lost Andre Green, really. Um, and I mean, with the with the centre back thing, we could do with like at least one because we've got one centre back who won't be back now, short term. Uh, which is Grant Hall, but there's potentially two coming back in near future. But it'd just be maybe nice.
3: Fergie. What's that, sorry? Maybe, maybe Fergie as well, you might. Yeah.
4: Maybe, <clears throat> yeah, maybe Fergie as well. Um, so you can sort of see why there's been no immediate old panic buy we need to get people in, because we do have players on the way back. However, it would be nice to have someone come in just so we have a bit more cover because it's not helped with Kiyosu being ill either, because all of us thought he'd be straight back in, but apparently he's refusing to play because he's ill and at home, which makes sense, really. Um, but if we don't sign anybody, but we don't leave anybody, but, some, but start again, if we don't sign anybody, but nobody leaves, then I can live with that. But I would like a few
3: people to come in personally. Hmm. Yeah. There'll be a meltdown. Everybody's signed, but there'll be a meltdown. It'll be quite funny for, for a day or 2 on wouldn't it? Uh, just for that. Um, yeah. Fun. I enjoy it. Harry says if we don't sign anybody, it's Tony you out, Scott out, and he means Miller Bear out as well. It's like them all here. <laughs> um, I didn't realize we were going to kill a bear. <laughs> <laughs> if we go down, we're not coming straight back up and 12 players out of contract. John we came down under Paul Warren. Mm. First Seems time that quote. Mm. Oh, We're going to go back down to League 2 It's going to be a disaster We're never going to see the Championship ever again <laughs> We'll straight back up mm. um, So let's not right, First of all, let's not write off the season And also, let's not write off the chances If we do go down Because it's probably mm. United Nothing is predictable with this damn football club Nothing um, So yeah uh, we'll, As and when we must come through with the football and For the transfers we'll, we'll obviously talk about them um, could we be busy next two weeks or so, couldn't it? Could, it, it could be seen five players and know went next went, we might not, but well, we can hope. It'd be interesting to see what that, happens
4: with um, contracts as well, because as soon as the transfer window's done, then
3: we could move on to contracts and see what happens with that. Well, yeah, we've got Ollie out contract, but has an option, Pax that contract might have an option, doesn't know. Lindsay's um, out as well, I think. Lindsay's out. Um, yeah, we'll cover that. We've got some free weekends to cover, so we may do that. Let's talk about the Middlesbrough game. Um, obviously, we go to the team. We beat them on Boxing Day with the flukiest goal we've had all season. Mm. Um, they're a good team, Tom, and they showed on the day that they were, they were a good team. That they lacked edge on the day massively, locked, lacked edge. But they showed last week that they beat Chelsea and were pretty mm. good value for the win against Chelsea. Um, yeah. So it's always well, their away record, our away record, away record speaks for itself. Um, are you feeling ahead of the Borough game Saturday?
0: Yeah, it, it, no, <laughs> <laughs> just not bother. Uh, we wish, yeah, there's no point, is there? Uh, um, yeah, I think I, I mean, I watched the Villa game as well that they played. Um, mm. <clears throat> good again, and surprisingly, Balasa ran both both games, so it was really weird. I don't know, like he's a good <laughs> player or something. Um, yeah, it's um, ag- agreed, they had they, they have a little cutting edge against us, and I think. Even against those two teams, again they had a little cutting edge. It was it was uh, a, a Hayden Hackney, what uh, counter attack I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I so I, yeah, and yeah, they didn't they didn't look. You know, they looked solidish at the back. They looked yeah. Um, anyway, best thing to say is how they played against us, and that was just yeah, similar similar kind of vibe. They 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 didn't give much away at the back i don't think i think that's one game this season where i've come out thinking we did not deserve anything from that game not a draw not a win not anything and that was at home and it just it, it makes me worried for <laughs> for playing them at the riverside but you know we we can catch them on a bad day they're playing chelsea 3 days two days, three days late hmm. four days later yes, it is. is it uh, if it's tuesday or wednesday it's 3 or 4 days isn't it yeah. so um either way they're playing Chelsea within the week for a place in the final mm-hmm. so I know we, I know which game I care about more and it's not even our game <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. um yeah it's you know Carrick's not gonna send them out and think look boys just don't get injured tonight because he's not that kind of character I don't think many of their players are that kind of character I think mm-hmm. they'll go out and they will try but I don't think they'll be at 100 I don't think they'll play their best eleven. I don't think this, that, and I don't. I don't think that. And I think if it comes to Wednesday or Tuesday, whenever it is, and they end up losing but beating us, I think a lot of their fans are going to be on their backs, thinking, "Well, why didn't we do, you know, this, that, and the other?" So, who knows? Maybe we've got a chance with their minds preoccupied. But you know, the only way we're winning is uh, with ifs, and it, that's just the situation that we're in at the minute. We're just not. We just can't compete with teams um with 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 those types of teams who are going to who are going to hurt us uh who are good technically quick technically um yeah i can't see anything but a loss especially with our record unfortunately which means that we'll probably beat them 3-0 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um
3: i think i'm pretty sure up to 30 games without a win away from home i think form was the 30th that's uh, so funny. um <laughs> oh my god! Uh, the, problem, the, the good thing is it scares every team we come up against because every team goes, oh well, this is the game they're going to win. So everybody's scared of us a little bit at the minute, just because they're worried that they're going to be the one that actually loses. Um, if you want a bit more from the borough, we spoke to Dana from the Borough Breakdown, which is on the YouTube channel already. already. So if you want to hear about their season so far, we talked about Dan Barlos coming into his own over the last month or so uh, as well. We have to talk about him because you know because we do because uh, we like him. Um so yeah, go check it, go check that out as well. And if you'll listen to Borough Breakdown Podcast, we've done a bit of a preview for us as well. Um Shelley says, isn't up top when he's changing. When we're playing five at the back, all we do is soak up pressure, clear the ball and repeat. There's no attempt to change it. That's the issue. It is an issue, Mick, to an extent, but there is a difference to the way that Liam Richardson's doing it, to the way that Matt Taylor did it. Yeah, yeah. Again, I, I always hark back to that Cardiff game. That Cardiff game on Matt Taylor, did, we, we were never gonna win that game of football.
2: Yeah.
3: But Against Plymouth, we could have won that. Against Blackburn, mm-hmm. yeah, we should have won that. Against Blackburn, we probably should have won that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So there's a difference uh, at home. I, th- I think Chile's right, there's an issue at home. But obviously, it's an away game. We've been, For me, we've been better under Lane and away from home than we have at home so far. We've not picked up yeah. any wins. But the, it isn't just sit back and hope for the best. There is a plan. There is a counter. There is attack in last half an hour at game... I'm happy with how we've played so far with from home,
2: Richardson. Yeah, I am. I am, and and as you said, as you rightly point out, there probably, arguably, should have had more points out of out of those two games. So certainly the Plymouth game and the uh, and the Blackburn game. Um, so so yeah, I'm, I, I'm. There is a big difference in the way that we've played away from home, um, and we have looked dangerous. Yes, we've looked vulnerable at times uh, in both games, uh, but we've looked, we've looked vulnerable all season but basically for the whole of the games away from mm. home uh, under under the previous regime so th- there's definitely an improvement um whether that'll carry on on saturday given the given the the performance at home last week against stoke which was which was woeful um i would hope that there's going to be some sort of um um backlash from that in terms of mm. in terms of the, uh, the performance from uh, from the players so I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. I mean, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion, but I don't think it's an actual one yet. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a chance of getting something from the game. I don't think there's any doubt about that, the way we've played away. So, uh, that has to be a positive, because there weren't before. No, no I agree.
3: Uh, Harry says it's a Darren Bond and Keith Stroud combo. Uh, yeah, Mr Darren Bond is the referee. Uh, as the IFC tweeted out, he's given two penalties and two red cards in the last four games that he's refereed Rotherham United. Um, and Keith Stroud, big man Keith, coming off his 600th league game uh, or competitive game, whatever.
2: What? Yeah. Why? 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 Surely there are more referees. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, oh, the uh, reason uh, is the, the reason is is that Darren Bonds a Premier League referee and no, he's not league though, one, is he? Well, he is. He's technically no, a what, Premier is well, well.
2: Why is he permanent? why is he refereeing in,
3: in Championship all the time? <laughs> Well, well, this weekend it's the inter- it's the winter break in it, so there's only three or four Premier League games, so we don't need as many. <laughs> and if you're going to be a Premier, if you're going to be the Premier League, think who don't we need as a referee? Or well, Darren Bond's first on this, didn't it? So well, it was, yeah. So there you
2: go. That's why. Um, yeah. Now, I, I, I watched him referee the uh, the Blackpool game last night, um, and he was just as usual. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that was Darren Bond. Oh, yeah. I didn't
3: realise it was Darren Bond.
2: It was his usual inconsistent self, giving one foul,
1: and then two yeah. minutes
2: later, this self same foul, not giving it. You know? anyway. Yeah. Anyway, save it's it for it's... the post-match. Say again? Save it for
3: after the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, Shelley goes back. I said, 92 minutes, we were 1-0 down at home, still positioned with five at the back, no shot on target, attempt to change the shape. So long as we play out from the back, though, that's all that matters. I don't think there's an issue personally with five at back. We we played some great stuff under Paul Wong with five at back, some really attacking stuff. with five at back, five that's not an issue, it's how you support the strikers that's the problem, and you can do that with three in midfield, and that's the, that's the problem at home, anyway.
2: I think, with the greatest respect to Shelley, I think this playing out from the back, um, troop is, 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 is a red herring, it really is. we we've, we do it, we don't do it consistently, we're not trying to do it all the time, occasionally it happens. You know, he's trying to mix it up. I, I'm not buying this. Oh, we're looking to play out from back all the time. I'm not at the moment. I maybe but at the moment I I'm not.
0: I, I agree. I think when people say play out from the back, I, I, how often do our midfielders get the ball and turn and, and, and move with it? It's 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 little triangles between Revan, Morrison, maybe Tiahi, and then it goes to Revan and it's a long ball, and then it's it's just trying to not waste time, but I don't know what you'd call it. Maybe just a bit time yeah, to just regain yeah. a bit of energy or something. I don't know, but it's not. It's definitely not playing out from the back. It's just trying to not hoof it straight away from the goalkeeper. Just it, trying it's to. It's trying
4: to create space yeah. in the midfield. Like it's trying to create passing lines in the midfield. If you watch the teams that play uh, pass it out from the back religiously. Um, oh, Christ, I forgot to remember which game it was, but watching a game whilst um whilst I was at work. And the centre backs were in the um, the eighteen yard box, ready for the goal kick, and they passed it out through the back and progressively moved it forward. Whereas with us, it looks like we try to create passing lines as a uh, inroad to the midfield, mm. um, but we haven't quite mastered it yet, which is quite annoying to say.
1: Um,
4: oh, maybe, maybe it's because we,
0: we, yeah, exactly, time. Maybe it's because there's no wide outlet as much as well, but. No, we we don't have the players. Bramall cannot receive a pass. Rafa cannot point, receive man. a pass. Mm.
3: Reven looks shaky.
0: Reven is not comfortable enough on the ball. Morrison is too turns like a boss. Like <laughs> we've not got we've not got the players. It's, it's 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 trying to do something which okay might work, but it's trying to do it with players that don't work. So you're mm-hmm. looking at trying to. I mean that Stoke game. The amount of times uh, Bramall would run. Ten yards and then think actually no and then turn back and, and pass it back. It's it's almost like he's told them look let's keep it, which is fine, but it's not what it's not what they're good at. If that was if if you know him turning from if Bra- Bramwell turns in field and gives it to Rathbone, I'm not thinking well right here we go. He's going to pick mm-hmm. out a killer pass. If Bramwell was turning back and giving it Barla, so then you think maybe all right something might happen here, but we've not got the. We've not got a cutting edge and we've said it all well we've said it since taylor really left we've not got a cutting edge we've not got we've n- we've not got a press we've not got you know we're getting into a lot of stuff here we've not got we don't even <laughs> hard press it's not like no, i mean no. i can fully understand if we sit five at the back on our own 18 yard line have them come into our half and try and press them on their halfway line and get in on that way you know when mm. had his one-on-one against sunderland yeah we, pre- we pressed as a team out and we robbed them, and Nambi had a one-on-one that got saved. I mean, do that another ten times, and you'll score four or five of them. That's fine. We don't even do that. We don't press high. We don't press from a low block. We don't. We don't press. There was. There's so many stats that just say that we do not press. We don't sprint. We don't press. We don't. We don't play wide. We don't play at the middle. We've got no idea what we're doing. And I don't think that's Richardson's fault. I think that is a load of information that they think, right, we're playing like this. We're playing out from the back. But if you can't play out from the back, go long. But if you can't go long, try and use the wings. And it's like, well, what do we actually do? And I don't know. I'm As a fan, you watch it and you think, what the hell are we trying to do? As a player, they're probably thinking, this is what we're meant to do, but how do we do it? And if Mm -hmm. we're meant to do it this way, then why is it not working? And then you're getting into... Taylor territory, where it's just madness and it's insanity, and you're doing the same thing over and over again. Sorry, this is a massive rant, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: I was thinking that, yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah we I do, know we what you're saying, do. but, we,
0: but, but, but we
3: are 10 times more solid though now than we were under Taylor. That, so I think, yeah, I think Liam Richardson sacrificed any, not any, but a lot of offensive actions, a lot of positive actions in, in the top end of the pitch to make us much more solid defensively. And I think that's that is going to hurt us scoring goals. It's definitely hurting us scoring goals. But we're not going to probably not going to concede four and five goals anymore this season. I think he's had, he's had to make that sacrifice. Well, that's, how, that's how I read it anyway. Might be wrong. Oh,
4: right? now you've said it. We're going to concede four to Middlesbrough,
3: aren't we? Yeah, we will. Yeah, yeah. Early red card, early penalty.
0: <laughs> but I do agree with that, Matt, though, because I think even if we do concede four to Borough, like we, we don't look like we would have done. I yeah. don't know. It's weird. It's we he's cut out individual mistakes that are costing us, which is fine. But mm. by doing so, he's made them less confident on the ball, and it just yeah, yeah. It shows we are we're confident defending. We 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 love to defend, putting bodies on the line, this that and the other. We look like we enjoy defending, but going forward, none of them look like they want to. It's even, mm. you know, the only player that really looks like he does is Clucas, and that, that's only because he's been around for, you know, exactly. you know he's, he's he's an eight million pound player. He he knows mm. how to play in those conditions, and none of them seem like they do. I mean, Christ at the start of the season was we're not one of our karma players. And even now, he, he looks rushed. He looks, what do I do? He, he's passing it backwards. And, you know, we're just, we're not, we've not got any kind of composure anymore. We've not, on the ball, this is off the ball. I think, I think we're fine. But on the ball, we just don't have composure, threat, pace. Just everything lacks. I mean, you look at Luton and and they they they're quick, they're direct, they get balls out wide, they get balls into the box. You know, they had like what fifty or something crosses against Chelsea when they lost, and it's like and they lost. They got, you know, they get balls into the box. And if defenders are defending their six yard box for the best part of a half an hour, then they're gonna eventually lapse in concentration, concede. One of them shot one of the shots is gonna go go in, one of the crosses is gonna find a find a man. It's it's basic stuff. No, we we just don't we don't cross it. We do. I think I'm going to go again. Start. You not trust to cross it though.
3: Look at Bramall. Yeah. Yeah. Look at Bramall. His crosses go in, or, or else. Yeah. Look at the that cross map here. It ended Stoke game went absolute. joke. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So we, we don't we, have, even. can do it. No, we, we can't, and that's and that's where you think where was the plan from Taylor because he brought yeah. in players who. I'm, sorry. Bramble was Warren's player, but even so, you know, you look at Revan can cross a ball, but why is he being played centre back and, and Bramel's not? P- p- play Brammel centre back. I don't care. Like just, just play someone who can cross in the bloody ball. <laughs> Ferguson coming back is great. He can put in a yeah. delivery. Lucas can put in a set piece, but he's not gonna he's not gonna put it in from, you know outside the box, like directly mm-hmm. in, in line with the net. He's not gonna put a ball in like that and you know, a Dauphin's not gonna go on and ma- no on no, no, a marauding overlap and put in a delicious ball kyoso might be able to but you know oh, yeah, we we whatever um p- peltier kind of can if you can get the legs there you know we just mm. we just we really we 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 are almost we re- with really struggling in the areas where you think we'd really dominate i mean you have kelly hugel and eaves as your three three out of your four strikers who three of those players are fan- fantastic target men great at winning headers and any sort. I mean, you saw Eve's goal against Blackburn. That was Revan crossing from the right, a, a decent ball in, and Eve's doing all he could to score. That is how simple it, it is and can be. Again, with Eve's missing from under the bar, which we won't talk about, but again, it came it came from a cross in the box, and it's you just you look at it and you just think, where are we going wrong? Um, I'm no tactical expert. I don't know how to pull the left back from Stokes. You know six-man midfield or whatever it is to to come across. But Richardson and Paul Green, short is it put off time? Kelly. Green. Kelly? No, Green, the first team coach. Oh, Dan hey. Green. Dan Green and, 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 Ke- and Rob Kelly. Uh, surely one of them can think, right, this is how we play to get it to these areas. And it seems very basic to me that, yeah, cool, we can defend now. We really can defend. Let's focus on attacking. And it seems like we're really just disregarding that. And even the last two goals I can remember were scoring. Other than Blackburn were Klukas and Bramall, and them two were just you know one in a hundred. Bramall's is probably one in a you know a <laughs> thousand. Yes, yeah. Um, just, yeah, yeah. Sorry, ran over. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to dial off now. You're all right. <laughs> um,
3: you mentioned Peter Danny. We may see Peter so Lee Bruce was asked in his interview about Peter Kielso. He was asked, is he fit? Is he fit and available? And his his answer was a very straight answer. Yes, he's trained this week. Uh that was it. <laughs> didn't say yes available, he didn't say yes he's right. gonna play. It was yeah, he's trained this week. Um it looks like he was just ill. I think with I think that's every seems to have calmed down on that one, thankfully. Um sorry. Um but Kyoso might well be the guy we're shouting out for it at the minute. Just just somebody who, who can go forward. I think I'm pretty sure he can put a ball in. i may maybe maybe proved wrong on Saturday on that one, but I think he's okay putting crosses in. Um it just it's gonna allow us to attack from both wing back positions. I think he's gonna be an important type of player to have available.
4: Yeah, and he's um a bit more defensively orientated as well, mm. uh, and can organise it as well. That's why he was made Peterborough's chairman even their uh, captain, even though he was on loan. Did he make
3: him chairman as well? Well, <laughs> well, that, that's a, that's a well
4: move It, it <laughs> wouldn't have oh. surprised me either, to be fair. <laughs> um but yeah, so everyone can put the knives away, he was just ill. Um, <laughs> god, that, that meltdown on Twitter when he wanted squad, good grief, that was so it. funny. Like all Peterborough Bich- fans chiming in, and then to be told off by Darren McCanton going, That's not helping us trying to get him <laughs> back either. It, well, it, it well was,
3: it well.
4: was legit like um, a slapstick comedy show, you know, that's how it came across on Twitter. But anyway, Peterborough Bich- fans keep chiming on, it basically makes him want. Uh, makes us want to keep him even more and to raise his price up for you, so keep going, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I think Kyoso's outlet down the right-hand sides will provide just something different as well, you know, because he likes to get forward, but he's also a lot more solid than Len Bikisa was. I've noticed that Len Bikisa got knocked off the ball far, far too easily, yeah. Yeah. whereas Kyoso's built, in, in the politest way possible, more like a tank than Len <laughs> was, so he At least he looks like he won't get knocked off the ball as easily, Um, which is something that will provide a benefit to us. But it also allows us to have a different outlet. We can now go wide from playing it out from the back. Um, And then we can carry it forwards a bit better or chase after the ball a bit better, not just have to hoof it to uh, Hugel or Eves or whoever. Um, Richardson saying that he's trained this week says to me he might not be starting Saturday, yeah. but he's melting. Imagine, imagine the meltdown. I know, I know but if it gets named in, if it is it, if it gets named in the squad, then he's done his two teams and he can't play for anybody I'm else. Sure. if it, if it comes on, oh, if it comes yeah. on. All right, okay. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. But for me personally, I think that's a hint that he won't be starting. He'll be on the bench. Um, and then when he comes on, then he'll be asked for the rest of the season because he won't go back to Peterborough. Anyway, sorry. Moving on.
3: Moving on.
1: Moving
3: on. Um I think all, all, the rest of him almost picks itself, Mick, because mm. there's nobody else available. The question the one question is Eve's or Eve's or Kelly. Eves or Hugle, mm. apologies. Eves or Hugle. Um mm. I think it's gonna be pretty unanimous, but I assume it's Eve's. Uh,
2: Eve's, yeah. Move on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's gotta be it's got to be uh, because because Hugo's just not been doing it, you know it's Tom Eves has played when he's played when he started. He's played well. He's been involved in the game. He's been involved in the press. He's scored. You know, why why would you change that around? I don't understand why we changed it around against Stoke City. So, um, unless Eves had picked up a knock or something in training, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, you'd start Eves every day of the week because he's the man in form in that position. Yep. Uh, it's, it's that simple, really. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Um Yeah, yeah. Uh, a few people mentioned says Chile say we need a wide man. bowler is turning his thumbs. Number could be makeshift wide man. For instance, Talagibola is a left back. It, I wouldn't trust Talagibola to play any further forward than that. Like, it, it could do a job. You can cross the ball. It can. It can cross the ball. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Cross ball. Um, Phil says why we're we not why we're we not free of wage. Allow Revan to go back to injured yeah, Bowler. Revan's better, better than Bowler. Yeah.
0: No. Sorry. That wasn't. But okay. Revan But Bowler got the best. Mile time, uh, other than Crooks in the mm. whole of history, yeah. whatever. Mm. Why is he? I, and he can cross a ball. I, I just throw him in there rather than Bramwell. I, at this point, I'm, I'm. I, I thought I think he's been a good player. I'm, I'm kind of fed up of Bramwell. I think he's low on confidence. I think the same I, as him with I did with Dexter. There's a player there, but he's he's too low on confidence. Same as Rathburn. I'd I'd, I'd drop them both, not through anything other than just you know give him a rest and see what happens and bring in Cafu and, and bowler i just, why not i, I, think, I think
4: i think starting bowler would be a brave decision because maybe, he's yeah it's not. because he's, not, he's he's been around the squad training but just not like the first time we saw his name on the team sheet this season was against fulham so that well, yeah. that says to me he's back in the 25 man squad at least um which was a strange decision in itself um but Again again, Bowler's one of them where it's just like he could do a job from the bench where we really need where the, the opposition's tiring and we need the ball in the box consistently, bowler could do a job on the left hand side and swap him out for Bramwell. Um but I just don't think Bowler's there yet. If he does start yeah. against Middlesbrough, I'll be very surprised. If he plays well, I'll be even more surprised. But I actually hope that he does do that. To be I fair, he's one, right. of them, he's one of them players where I want him to come in and just take the squad by storm. Because oh, it'd be it'd be testament to how, um bowl was sort of like put to one side when really should have been more involved. Because we've seen what bowl is like. All right, fair enough. It was in pre-season but he's um, like I say, Matt. He's one of them where he could do the job when we need the job yeah. doing.
3: He is, but at the same time, you've got now three managers that don't really fancy him. Paul one never fancy him enough to start him. A competitive Matt Tilly didn't fancy him all, and so far, although. Liam Bristol would have seen Trey from day one, and he's not really fancy to play. So maybe are we building him up. Is he a better player because he's not played for us? Maybe I don't know. Uh, we've always sort of fancied him a bit on here, but I don't it
4: know. He could, we'll, we'll could be a better on. player because he's got a point to prove.
3: Maybe. always well that. And he's, he's played for a contract. He's out of contract somewhere, I think, as well. He, mm. he desperately needs to play for a contract. Um. Anyway, predictions because we've gone massively long. <laughs> Nick, 2 1 to Miller's?
2: 2 1 Miller's, yeah. Scenes yeah uh, 2-0 borough yeah I, mm, no.
3: like, I don't like that one uh danny <laughs> N- nil 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 we're gonna win guys it's gonna be a 1-0 win it's gonna be dirty horrible 1-0 in just like it were in new york stadium it's gonna be a horrible well
0: I, I, I always go for a Rotherham win and you know never happens so hopefully this so hopefully i'm still bottom come next week if, if <laughs> yeah
3: I'm ready ready for us to win so I can have a shave, to be honest with you. It's time. It's it's been three months for me or whatever it's been. It's just time. Um, What I do want to do as well, I feel like we are really negative on this podcast recently. And understandably, because we've been rubbish. So there's homework for everybody this week. (laughs) Homework, guys. So on the Middlesbrough game, I just want something good or funny or positive you can take from the Middlesbrough game. Funny. It didn't have to be, oh, just <laughs> funny, yeah. It didn't have to be, oh, that we're a really good cross by Revan or something like that. Just something that made you smile or laugh during yeah, the game. Okay. That's what I want. Because we need to smile more on this podcast. Yeah, okay. We just need to smile more. Um, And if Rotherm aren't going to do it for us, we're going to do it ourselves. So <laughs> there's your homework, everybody. Don't yeah. don't forget, because I definitely will. Um so like I, can't 24, I didn't think I'd be getting homework again. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there you go. As you all everybody five nil to Borough says Scott. Kent. Here you go. Here is the positivity coming in. Uh, <laughs> <Harry> <laughs> says to Borough So does Carl. Steve Gwynn says one one. Sarah this is three nil to Borough So does Phil and Reg. Reg is my new friend. Reg is three one to the Millers. Thank you very much, Reg. Unbeaten in the last two games at Middlesbrough. Three nil victory and a 0 nil draw in the last two games at the Riverside. With that um, bogey team. With that bogey team, that, apparently. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, anything else, boys? Last shout for anything else.
0: Yeah, Troy Deeney's been sacked.
3: Troy Deeney's been sacked. Yeah.
1: <laughs> After
2: what
4: really? is it? Is it six games? Six uh, games. Yeah.
2: He's
3: just
0: got a four-game ban, touchline ban
2: and all. Yeah. Did he, uh, did he get caught? <laughs> oh, did he get caught eating an hamburger in changing room? <laughs> yeah? No, but they don't sell him at Forest Green, do they? <laughs> well he's They sneak to Mackie's in, won't he? That'll, that's what it'll be. <laughs> Yeah. Right, thank
3: you for being with us tonight. Make sure you have subscribed on YouTube if you haven't already. Give this video a thumbs up. Do check out also the Scout Report if you want to find out a bit more about Borough and what to expect from them coming up on Saturday afternoon. We will be back on Sunday evening, which will be a review of this game. Plus, that's it, really. There's nothing else to talk about. Don't <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's no midweek game. There is game, no, no game next week, so I don't want to go to an episode next week, but we'll figure some out that. Um, yeah, when's going to come into it? Sunday. Sunday, we'll do the... We'll I want to see your, um, your homework uh, returned in on Sunday, please. Sunday <laughs> I'm sorry, about um, the dog's eating it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let us know. If, if, if you find... If just messages us on... Dead, send us a DM or email or whatever. If you've got a funny moment from the Millsburg game, share it and we'll go through a load of them, if there are any. Um, if you're actually on iTunes, Spotify, again, subscribe on there and give us a five-star rating where it allows you to do so. Thank you, Ray, with us in the comments as well tonight. Mick? You've outdone in Ranton tonight.
2: I know. How do we I feel, feel? I feel great. I feel great. <laughs> it's great that I'm, I'm having my sort of... Um, I, I'm the positive one. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Oh 2024.
0: 2024.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, well, thank you, mate. Get sort it out next time for Sunday, yeah? Yeah, man. <laughs> Dan, and Bond, Dan and Bond and Keith Stroud, so they'll do that for me on Saturday afternoon. <laughs> don't you worry about that. Very true. Very true, Danny. Appreciate me back with us tonight. It's always good fun, mate. Yeah,
4: always a pleasure. I know he's probably not watching, but I just want to say happy birthday to Dan Barlasser because it's his
0: birthday oh, yeah. today. Oh, birthday,
3: it? Dan. Yeah, <laughs> a birthday. Imagine. Um, and Tom, thank you for being with us, mate. You've got a new rant man on the podcast. Yeah.
0: It's always a good one. It's it's like group therapy. It's really nice. <laughs> do, do you, <laughs> do you feel, feel better really, now as well. Yeah, I feel so zen right now. <laughs> I'm just gonna just gonna fall onto my bed now and just pass out. I'm going to have to get uh, my flag remade. Tom ran <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, thank you for being with us for with us for the next episode tonight. Thank you all. We will see you next time. And always, as always, up for the Millers. Up for the Millers. It's a wild, wild score goal. Slossy it beyond Fodringer. And the Millers are in front of the South Yorkshire derby, oh. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, yes. Rotherham United win at Bramall
2: Lane on the edge of the box, the dolphin, he can hit them and he does. And the dolphin! Oh, fantastic! Scored an absolute screamer for Rotherham United! Rotherham United have secured their championship status for next season.